We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hi, I'm Larry Stringer. I'm currently the Deputy Director of Public Works. I was born and raised in San Francisco and have worked in public service for the past 40 years and spent the last 15 years working for the city and county of San Francisco. For me and my belief that racism is both institutionalized and has been from the founding of this country, and, and that hasn't changed, in particular in relationship to all, all of us that are Black. I'm really upset with some of the videos and the things that I'm seeing and some of the actions that have happened. They're out there treating another human being like less than a human being. And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of friends that are in law enforcement and, and have a lot of respect for what they do. And it's sad that a small um, minority within the group kind of taints it for everybody. But on the other hand, with my own personal experience, um, there is a part of me that's really angry. I'm 61 years old and things are still going on um, that I was experiencing and that I saw as a kid on TV and some things that I also experienced firsthand. I was probably 12 or 13 years old and I was with my sister at a bus stop and we were getting ready to get on the bus and uh, three police cars surrounded the bus stop, uh, came out with their guns, told me to put my hands up and put my hands up against the wall. <laughs> if you have guns pulled on you and you're being handcuffed and you haven't done anything, yeah, yeah, I was scared. She was saying, he's been with me, he's been with me. And there was, you know, there was nothing. So then you're sitting there in the car and, and then you're, at that point, you're really worried about you're being taken somewhere. You don't know what, you don't know what's going to happen. And then taken four blocks away, and said, well, you fit the description of somebody that snatched a purse. And, and I said, I, I, you saw me with my sister. I just came out of the house. I didn't snatch any purse. Then they wanted the lady to ID me, ID me under a street light, which was two stories up. And I was like, well, how is she going to tell? She can't tell. The, the whole ordeal lasted about 25 minutes. And then I was taken back and dropped off at the, the bus stop where I was at. A lot of things like this are happening and they happen all the time. If you think about it, that was 40 years ago. Or and I take that back. No, yeah, it was. It was over 40 years ago, probably closer to 50. And things like that are still happening. Worse things than that are still happening every day that, that we experience. And the reality is nothing ever, a lot of times, doesn't happen. I was doing a, a paper on um, family members and my great aunt told me about my great uncle that was killed as a, as a teenager by a sheriff uh, in Texas and, and nothing ever happened. The other one is, I have, there's too many to tell, it's called DWB, Driving While Black. 
the numerous times that I'm stopped, not for anything, doing anything wrong, but just for being a black man and maybe not in the place where they feel like you're supposed to be. I was um, coming back from the credit union. I lived down in Palo Alto at the time. The credit union was in San Jose. And I was got off of work early, went and got some um, money out of the credit union and was on my way back to the freeway heading home because I had gotten off of work early. I looked out of the corner of my eye and there was a Santa Clara County Sheriff there. He was in the opposite lane from me. Um, about two cars back. I had my windows down. The music might have been a little loud, but I wasn't doing anything else wrong. And he decided to pull me over. And so he did. He pulled me over. He asked for my license and registration. And the, the first questions out of his mouth were, are you on probation? Are you on parole? Do you have any drugs in your car? From a black man's perspective, anytime that we get pulled over, those are some of the questions that are likely that get asked or assumed. And um, some of the incidents that we see happening with people that are things are going worse than that are, are either because the officer believes there's something else going on or just has already that predetermined racial bias. And I, I think that's what people don't necessarily understand that this happens every day. For being a black man, you always have to be concerned about that fact when, when you see an officer that's there. People are getting killed for, for making the wrong move. This time, um, Black Lives Matter movement appears to be different uh, in a lot of ways. I think the, the protesting and the fact of how many large cities are protesting, how long it's gone on, and the fact that it's actually protests going on in Europe and elsewhere, I think people are, I believe they're really getting the message of what we've been saying for a long time, that um, there is systemic racism and that um, black lives do matter and, and we're just as valuable as all the other lives, uh, and that we have not been treated fairly. And I think that message is slowly, I think, getting to people where they kind of understand what we're talking about. I don't think other times they did. And I think the movement is large enough now, as far as the protests and like where there might be actually some change that really comes about it and stays. And it's not just the topic for a couple of months. This movement has shined the light on some of the issues. The police is the most visible and it's the most, um, makes you the most mad because we're seeing it firsthand now that there's videos, but there's other parts of it as well. And I think my thing is let's, let's work on all of it, call it all out for what it is. Uh, police reform being at the top of the list, but let's deal with the other issues where that our institutionalized racism exists as well and call it out and then start dealing with it. We should recognize uh, and understand or come to a better understanding that um, racism is, is systemic and it is institutionalized. Uh, and that's just a fact of how the country, it's woven into the fabric of the country. I think 
as a department, we need to recognize that and then be ever conscious as we move forward about how we move forward and what we say and how we say it um, to each other and to others. I got a quote for you that's, that's read over and over and it was the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I think the challenge for me is, is that that was 1776, and we're, we're 400 years in, and the reality of that statement of what the intention was and the reality of what's happened are not realized, even, even as of this day. I think there's some awakening that's going on, but I honestly feel like in, in that time, that statement, it's been kind of the opposite. We will find whatever ways we can to not have you equal for you not to get the pursuit of happiness. And I think if my, my one thing would be take that statement and really and make it a reality and keep that in the forefront of, of what the, we do as an organization and we do as a country moving forward. Because the reality of it is that statement, while it, it's true and it's written in the Declaration of Independence, it's never been a reality for the Black race. Thanks for listening to Snapshots of Public Works podcast.